and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. As you guys know, I am a firm believer that you can have all things. You can have a thriving home life. You can have amazing relationships with your family. You can have enough time to work out, eat healthy, have a family dinner, and work a full-time job. And I think a lot of times we think that it's either or, right? We either have a a career or a thriving family. And I really do believe that we can do it all. Um, We can do work that we love, right? Whether it's in a nine to five or in an entrepreneur setting, and we can have enough time and energy left for our family. Our next guest is passionate about freeing professional women from self-sabotaging goals and helping them build a life of purpose and balance. As a leadership coach, she helps her clients ditch overwhelm by finding their voice through a process of rebuilding habits and expectations so they can do both well, so they can feel successful professionally and at home. I'm super excited to bring Susan Strutzel to the Dreamcast. (laughs) Thank you, Denise. I am so thrilled to be here today because I believe absolutely all those things. Yes, we really can have it all regardless of, I think, what we've been told uh, for so long. Yeah, it's true. And I remember starting my business feeling like I was never good enough. You know, I felt like I was failing at home. I felt like I was failing at my at my new new business. If I was working, I felt like I should be should be right with my kids. And if I'm with my kids, I should be with, you know, working and participating with my team. And so I understand this idea that it, we we can feel like we fail at everything. And I know that's not true because I was able to work through it myself. So I'm really excited to hear how you coach and work with your clients today, work through this process to thrive in all areas. Um, But before we get into what you do now, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got here and how this became a topic that you're passionate about. Wow. Yes, it has been a journey for sure. I am actually a CPA turned leadership coach and so worked my way through college after high school and started this career as a CPA that I kind of always had as a, as a dream and was really excited about and just working my way up 
and constantly kind of looking for that next level, trying to always level up, always get to the top, work, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, I have these two toddlers at home that are amazing and living this life that is so abundant and going, oh my goodness, I don't think I can keep up this pace at work and at home absolutely agree with you in feeling like, oh my gosh, I am failing everywhere I turn. And that was the moment that I hired my first coach to help me work through what it looked like as I continued and advancing in my career, but also trying to balance that with, with what I'm doing at home and really putting my family first and making sure that I'm there for my husband and my kiddos and in that journey, actually uh, decided to start my own CPA practice, which was in uh, incredibly scary, uh, but incredibly rewarding. And so doing that, I was able to really hone in on what are my ideal clients? How do I want to serve them? And doing that in a way that was helping me balance that, that home life. But then kind of through that process and working with a coach, I was really learning and finding like how great it was to start on this journey of really thinking for myself of, you know, exploring like outside the box truly of, you know, in my mind, it was always like you have choice A or choice B. And through that process, really realized there's so much more available and so much more opportunity when we stop and really think for ourselves and decide what is it that I really want out of this life? Okay. I have so much to say before you keep going. Yes. <laughs> I know. Okay. So here's what we've learned, right? School doesn't teach us how to think for ourselves. And becoming no. an entrepreneur is like a discovery process because you have to learn whole new skills. I was a really good rule follower. I was a really hard worker, you know. Oh my gosh, me what too. To do. I was so I came out of school being a really good follower. And so what I had to do when I became an entrepreneur is I had to learn how to lead myself, right? So then I could learn how to lead others and I hear you saying similar things. And I think anybody out there who is considering an entrepreneurial journey and thinks I don't really know what to do, well Good. Nobody does because <laughs> they don't teach us this in school. And so it really right. is a discovery process of asking yourself questions. Who am I? What do I love? What brings me joy? What value can I add? How can I create a product and service to support that? And then the risk of actually taking steps in that direction. The second thing I wanted to point out is the whole right or wrong answer. I homeschooled this year for a half the year yeah. because I was not trusting of our governor. And we did put them back at our school, but I learned a lot in that process of how you can do so many things differently. Mm -hmm. And at school, often we're told there's a right or wrong answer. <laughs> and I think we come out thinking we could do things wrong or mess things up, or there's a right way or a wrong way. When really, like you mentioned, there's a plethora of options in this world. And as you worked with your own coach, you discovered, you went on this discovery process yourself to say, oh my gosh, the world is not black and white. There's so many options available. And that's exciting, especially I would guess to a, a CPA who's a pretty detailed black and white, you know, Excel spreadsheet type of person. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> 
So yes, very much saw the world black and white. And so this was opening up this whole new, like, oh my goodness, there are so many options and, and it's not just one way. And in, you know, kind of my own self-discovery, like every step along my journey was the, a learning process about myself. And, you know, like you said, like really finding like what lights me up, what gets me excited. And I've found through that journey of working with my clients, you know, loving this, this entrepreneurial journey that's, that's so scary and so rewarding that at the end of the day, after working with clients, like what I really loved were those personal conversations about like where they wanted to be, what they really loved to do, whether it was specific about their, their organization and where they wanted to take it to the next level or just personally, like what got them excited about what they do or like, what are they afraid of doing? But like people just opened up and were wanting to share. And so I learned in that I, it brought me so much joy to like pull that out of them and ask them and just, and then challenge them. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what step are you going to take walking away going, okay, that was not about the services I was really providing, but there is something in me that gets really excited, especially helping other women see that potential within them and see that there are opportunities outside of what their daily life might look like right now. And then all they have to do is take that first step. So that was when I decided to go forth and get that executive coaching certificate and best decision ever. I love that. It is so cool to see how one thing leads to another, you know, and you can look back and go, all of it kind of snowballs and, and impacts your business now and helps you to come at it with a certain amount of um, experience in the corporate world and on as an entrepreneur in your own agency and that kind of thing. Uh, I know for myself, I can look back and go, all of those things help me with what I'm doing today. Yes, and so exactly. it's, it's cool how, and as when we continue to take steps, the how starts to show up. And even if we don't quite know what that means yet, <laughs> we will at some point. Right. So you, you've, you talk about a lot about finding your voice. And I think a lot of times as moms and career women, whether we're at home or in a, you know, J-O-B executive position, mm -hmm. we feel like we're doing things for everyone else all of the time. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, yeah, you're, we're the, we're the go-to person for everything. So why is it important to find your voice if you're feeling like that? You know, it really is important to figure out who you are. And I love how you said like everything that we do snowballs and impacts like where we are now. And it's so much easier to look back and go, oh yeah, like that was important because of this. At the time, you don't always have any idea how important some of those steps along the way are. But I think the, the further we go in this life, the more we learn about ourselves, the more we can become confident in who we are, who God created us to be, so that we can really step into that. And when we are just going through the motions of, you know, day in and day out, exactly like you said, answering everyone else's call, you know, making sure everyone else is supported and getting what they need, we don't always stop to, to look inside and look at ourselves at what we need, but we have so much value within us. We have so much God-given potential that he, like he created us to step into this. And I think as women, we do naturally want to take care of others, but yet we also like have these strengths within us that are really our superpower 
that if we step into that, we can provide even more value than we than we knew that we were. And one of my one of my favorite stories of kind of developing this confidence is I was working with a woman who kind of stepped into this new position and was very introverted and quiet, but yet the culture she worked in was very like, we want your voice to be heard. You need to step out. You need to be heard, stand up, be different, be seen. And she was like, I don't know if I belong here yet through coaching and kind of discovering the confidence that she had within her, just maybe was afraid to step into, she learned to how she could step out, how she could stand up and stand out in that culture and in that organization. And she is now like the go-to person from the highest level executives within the company saying, we need you on our team, all because she was able to step into who she was and embrace that but also develop that and strengthen what she was already strong in. I love that. And it's tr- so true. And you figure out who you are and you're confident in that. And then you give a voice to it. I feel like that really develops an inner strength and, and a confidence. So if you're at a meeting, you can speak boldly rather than him and hawing and second guessing yourself and wondering and all these things that we do. And then it allows you to do powerful things like ask for help and share your needs and like not feel bad about that because you're confident in who you are and what what you really need. I know for me, when I was going through this process a few years ago, I was like, all right, I cannot be all things to everyone. I'm going to have to outsource some things. I'm going to have to outsource Mm -hmm. some home stuff. I'm going to have to outsource, get help from at work. And I'm going to have to actually ask for help. And I think as women, that's sometimes some, like a last resort. Oh, <laughs> yes. And and why does this help you become a successful leader at home as well? Recognizing that that need for help within us is such a powerful shift in how we look at things and how we think it of things. And it works at home just like it does in business. So I think about it like when I think about my stylist, like it would never occur to me to cut my own hair, to color my own hair, to do any of that. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to learn how to do it. It would not bring me joy to do that. I would totally screw it up. So one day it occurred to me, like, why don't I think of more things like that, that I'm not good at? I don't want to do it. It never occurred to me to not outsource that. But there's so many opportunities, not only in our professional lives to outsource, but also at home because we're so overwhelmed by all the things that we have to do in getting through, you know, every single day, you know, laundry piles up, dishes need to be done, the house is a mess, but yet we have a lot of resources at our disposal that we're not always using. And so, yes, can I hire a housekeeper? Absolutely. If that will support me and being who I am, being there for my family and not having, you know, to worry about that. And I think the best, I mean, the best outsource is to our children, like, you know, giving them responsibilities, like, you know what, they can actually clean their own bedrooms. Will it be the way I do it? Probably not, but that's okay. And asking for help is, is, I think one of the biggest things that we can do. I mean, we think about it when someone asks us for help, we're like, oh yeah, I totally want to help you with that. That brings us great joy to help someone else. Why can't we do that 
for ourselves, give someone else that same blessing to help us. And that like, that can be life-changing. Yeah. And I think this is a a really important exercise for people to go through, write down everything that you do, (laughs) everything you do, (laughs) what you spend time on, how you spend your day and see what needs to be you and what could be outsourced or what could be put on the back burner. Because oftentimes if everything is important, then that means nothing is important and nothing's getting done right uh, or well, I should say. Yeah. And so putting things on the back burner, reorganizing your priorities for a season and in outsourcing some of that, that help can be a really big support in you actually finishing some of the goals you set Mm -hmm. for yourself and following through on it. And you even say that some of the goals that people may be setting could be sabotaging their sanity. So tell me a bit about that. We are so good at setting goals for ourselves. I think especially like as a CPA, I learned, you know, that that world is pretty black and white, like set a goal and I can reach it all day long. It's probably that, you know, type A personality that goes all out, but that can actually exactly sabotage our own life. And so I think that it's important to think about our goals from a more holistic perspective, looking at what does success look like? And that might not be what the person next to you success looks like. It may not be success according to someone else, but actually deciding what are my top priorities? What is it that I want to do? Well, success to me starting out was being partner of a large CPA firm and being, you know, quote unquote, important somewhere along the journey, having a family. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Success really is, while still, yes, my career because I love what I do, it's also having a husband that still loves me because I didn't sabotage our relationship in this fight for a career, having kids that actually want to be around us as parents because I didn't sacrifice them as part of this career. But looking at it from that is what success is to me having a great business, but also having a great family and having good friends that I can share this life with, that to me is success. And when I can set goals based on those things, I am a much, much happier person. Yeah, it really is. Success is in the eyes of the beholder, right? I have a mug that I created. It says living my dream, right? Because Yes. There's no the, there's no right way to do it. It really is about figuring out what you want and crafting your life in that way. And so what piece of advice would you give to women who feel like they need to be super mom at home and and want to, you know, figure out how to be present at home without sacrificing their success at work? Stop doing all of the things. Just just that. Stop doing all of the things. Stop trying to have everything done by you and done perfectly. I think one of the one of my biggest realizations over the years was that not everything has to be done perfectly every time. Now, do the dishes need to be clean? Yes. Do the clothes need to be folded and put away? Yes, at some point. But does it all have to be perfect? No, it just sometimes has to be done good enough for today. So support yourself. Don't do all the things. Going back to that outsourcing for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, it's true. Our expectations are oftentimes a bit unrealistic, aren't they? 
Yeah. You know, we can believe that we can do all things for all people. And then we put ourselves on the back burner when in fact, when we take care of ourselves, it gives us more energy focus and like chipperness, positivity to add into all the things that we do. I find that outsourcing is one strategy that I use, asking for help, getting a cleaning lady to come once or twice a month. And you guys, you may think, oh, I can't afford that, but maybe you can because it's really, mm-hmm. our first house was $100 to have the whole thing cleaned. Took like three or four hours for her to come. And I just had to figure out how do I earn that? I'm gonna go earn that so I can pay for that because those couple hours are actually gonna give me a chance to make more money as I work right. my business. So actually price it out, you know, price it out and yeah. figure figure out your strategy for making it happen rather than just giving up before, <laughs> before you even try. Yes, uh, and then that the is, other that is so true. Getting yeah. yeah, getting those priorities in order because I think we too often do write those things off. That doesn't work for me, or right. how could I do that? It's not gonna, it's not feasible. Well, what what could you give up for that though? You know, what is it that we could not spend money on so that that can happen? Or yeah, free you up to work three or four more hours. Like holy cow, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the other thing that I work to do is I try to pair jobs that I don't love with something I do enjoy. Yeah, I love that. I didn't love dishes for a long time. <laughs> and I outsourced it until Corona hit and my cleaning lady couldn't come anymore. And so I was like, all right, how can I make this more fun? So I started listening to, you know, watching my show while I'm doing the dishes or doing pairing it with something that I enjoyed. And so then I learned that dishes don't have to stink. So I think that's ways we can mind hack ourselves. (laughs) Absolutely. So you love goal setting as um, a detailed kind of personality and a high achiever type A. I'm all those things as well. Uh, Goal settings, my jam. I feel like if I don't have a goal, I get bored, right? But there is a secret that you need to free yourself from feeling like you need to do all the things and got nowhere, uh, meaning that you can often set goals that then end up making you feel not good enough. So tell me a bit about how you uh, handle goal setting with your clients. Definitely. Goal setting is, yeah, I, I that's my jam too. I totally can do that. What I have learned though, is that when I set those goals, I think about my whole life together, aligning my career and my life. And so not just working toward those career goals, but also thinking about it from that life plan, that success, according to my terms, my dream and setting them. I mean, we know that like 80% of new year's resolutions don't work. Right. And I think that that's because they're either such lofty goals that don't even make sense for us or they don't align with really what we truly want. So working through not only aligning them with who you are and who you want to be, but also making them actionable, making the goals and breaking them down into actionable steps. What's one step that I can take and then celebrate that when I get there? Celebrate when you get done with the dishes because you did that along with watching your show or you know celebrating those wins along the way helps propel us forward to taking that next step and giving us that confidence that we need to do the next thing even when it seems scary because we've broken it down and we've aligned it with who we really are yeah absolutely i think a lot of times we try to set goals in all areas of our life 
<laughs> <We're> like, <"Bah!" laughs> trying to change all the things all at one time. <laughs> right, exactly. And so picking one thing to focus on and then reprioritizing our schedule. So for example, I'm training for a bodybuilding competition right now and I go to bed at like 9, 9.30, you know, all summer I didn't, but right now I have a new goal and I have to get up at five. And so I rearranged my schedule in order to fit this new goal. And I think sometimes we say we want something, but then we don't rearrange our calendar. We don't actually put steps on the calendar to make it happen. And then we wonder three weeks later why nothing's changed. Right. Yeah, that is, that is so cool. Oh my gosh, I am super excited for you. And yes, definitely go to bed early when you're getting up at that time of the morning. But it's it's true, setting those goals and putting it on your calendar because having a deadline actually will make us do it. And I was just I was just on a call with someone earlier this week and she said like the accountability has been such a huge part of my success in the goals, even so far this year. And we're only in the third month, but she's like knowing that I'm going to be, you know, talking to you, like has me, you know, I didn't do what I was going to do yet this week, but gosh, talking to you, like now it's on my calendar for Thursday. And, you know, just that accountability piece is huge. And so when we set deadlines, but also when we determine why we want to do something, having a why behind it, I think adds that emotional aspect to it which then helps us reach that goal because it's not just a goal that we wrote down. It's not just a goal that we set, but we know why we want to do it. Then our emotions are tied. Then we're going to go in all in after it. And if things get hard, we won't bail, right? I mean, I think that's the thing is we're going to always stay where we are, even if we don't like it, because we at least understand it. It's where it's we're comfortable. And so I stayed at my job that I didn't really like for five years, wondering, well, maybe the grass isn't really greener on the other side. At least here, I know the paperwork. And so we need to have a personal vision of ourselves three steps ahead of where we are now. So when things get hard, because they will, Mm -hmm. you have that motivation, that connection, that emotional connection, as you mentioned, to the why to keep you going in the process. Yeah, definitely. So you have a defining success worksheet available on your website. You guys, I'll put the link in the show notes below. It's sstrutzelcoaching.com. You can check that out to get the defining success worksheet. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Again, it goes back to defining success on your own terms, finding your dream and really defining that because then you can set those goals that really will set you up for the success that you're looking for so that you can take the next step and you have that long-term vision to see you through the hard times, to keep you motivated for the long-term because it's on your terms, according to your plan, not anyone else's. Awesome. And I think that's an important place to start. Who am I and what do I really want? And guys, we especially women, uh, I feel like we thrive on exploring that with a coach, external processing and having somebody ask us those questions. So we're not just in our head thinking about it, but we're actually getting it out on paper and we're talking about it with somebody else who can give us feedback. And oftentimes when we write and when we speak, more things bubble up. And so it's really important that we take action on these exercises and do them fully. So we really get the full 
benefit of it. So Susan, where else can people find you? Yes, I am on LinkedIn at Estetzel Coaching. Uh, I am on Facebook as Estetzel Coaching as well. And of course, my website. Awesome. I've got two questions to end with. First question is, what is a personal development book that you feel like really impacted you on your journey or business or really any book? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, so many. I am a huge lover of of reading and of books. One of probably my very favorites is Mindset by Carol Dweck, Mm -hmm. where she really defines, you know, fixed mindset versus growth mindset and just was eye-opening for me because I, I think of myself as a growth person, as you know, being open to possibility. Yet as I read her book, I realized how many places in my life I had a bit of a fixed mindset. And so having that realization has really, really changed for me. And yeah, I love shouting out about that because I think it is huge. Yeah. And I love what you said. I thought I was doing great. I think a lot of us, we do, we think we're doing the best that we can. You know, we think we really are and we probably really are. But when we have that type of information right in front of us, we see areas of growth where we um, can continue to explore. Back in my psychology days, I taught anger management. So if you can imagine 23-year-old Denise, you know, right out of school, <laughs> teaching these guys on domestic violence charges and all this stuff. And we talked a lot about communication and emotional regulation. But one of the things we talked about was the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. So Who Moved My Cheese reminds me a bit of the Carol Dweck book because it is about this mouse, right, who does things the same way all the time to find their cheese. And then the cheese is moved and they don't know what to do. And so some figure it out and play around and, you know, fail and come back and find the cheese. And some just keep doing the same old thing, same old thing, same old thing, and never find the new cheese. And it reminds me of the fact that, you know, it's not working. We got to be flexible. We got to step back and take a look and think, all right, well, what other options are there? So anyway. Yeah, it's so true. And yeah, if 2020 taught us nothing else, it was yeah. that, right? Step back, reassess try something, maybe fail, try again, <laughs> just keep pivoting and learning. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. All right. So my last question to you is when I ask almost all of my guests here, and the question is, is what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Yeah, uh, mascara. I could not live without, I know that sounds really superficial and silly, but there's something to just getting ready in the morning and at whatever level, but putting on mascara does something that makes me feel like, okay, I can do this. So yeah, it's like that question of if you were stranded on an Island with, you know, one personal care item, what would it be? Mascara. Cause it makes me feel good. Like I can conquer the world. Makes you feel put together, ready to go. All right. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for sharing your wisdom with us. And congratulations to you for not just spinning your wheels in a career that was no longer serving you, but seeking out coaching. So you had a partner to help you walk across the bridge to a new 
life and for you ended up being a new career. And I think to so many in the audience who are feeling stuck or feeling like they're spinning their wheels or feeling like this is not working, I don't want to be here for the next 30 years, your story can be a great example of what happens when you start asking self-discovery questions, when you have the accountability of a coach and what you truly are created and, and, and capable of when you take those steps out in faith. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have an amazing day. And you guys, you can get the Defining Success Worksheet at her website. All the links will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and have an amazing day. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.